Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. That depends on you. Welcome to a special Meatballs for America addendum. I'm the Meatball. Yesterday was my ninth episode, and uh, I put up one trailer. So I've produced and posted 10 podcasts. And in all honesty, November 15th and November 16th, the trailer and the first episode... I was downright surprised when they went live on Spotify. I was really in complete shock that I taught myself how to do this and uh, that I succeeded. I literally, you know, couldn't post a selfie on Facebook a little more than a year ago. I couldn't even open a Facebook page a couple months ago. Mine was uh, open probably 10, 12 years ago by some teenager, and I had to have my niece come over and open up new ones for this podcast. Uh, But now I think I can open up my own. Uh, But anyway, long story short. I end up with a whole bunch of audio files when I'm ready to uh, put my podcast together, uh, and I have to upload them all into this editing website. Uh, then I built the show. I, you know, I put them in order. I blend them together. I, I take out some uh, air, dead air and stuff. Uh, well, anyway, that site crashed, uh, and for over an hour, I couldn't do anything. The screen was just frozen, uh, and I was going to have to, you know, force close my computer, reboot it, but... Uh, Somehow, I, I, I got some things moving, and I really have no idea how I did it, but I managed to get what I've got done over to my desktop, and I was even, I, I still don't even know how I got to post it. I'm clicking and dragging and moving stuff around. Next thing you know, I'm on my detail screen, which is uh, right before you uh, publish. So, like I said, it was amazing. But anyway, episode nine was scheduled to be titled Over Promises and Under Delivery. R-P-O-T-U-S is a P-O-S. Um, and I was just going to cover Joe Biden's empty promises. Uh, you know, you remember when he was running and won at your vote. All he talked about was getting American people $2,000 in relief. Promise it. Out the door. Day one. Here's what he said and all the candidates said while he was campaigning for those guys in Georgia after he won and they had to have a runoff. And, uh, a few more lying Democrats. Here's what they were telling you when they needed your votes. By electing John and the Reverend, you can make an immediate difference in your own lives. Their election will put an end to the block in Washington that $2,000 stimulus check. That money that will go out the door immediately. We will be able to pass $2,000 stimulus checks for the people next week when we win these races in Georgia. And that begins with the $2,000 stimulus that we should have passed already. They will make decisions about whether we give people a $2,000 check. So, you heard him, and then $2,000. $2,000 in help for Americans. Americans need it. Day one, it's already approved. $2,000 out the door next week. I've seen and heard J.O. himself say if he was elected and the Democrats controlled the House and Senate, he personally would send out $2,000 checks to every American out of work. And what happened? They won nothing. Nancy, Joe, Kamala, if it weren't for the Republicans to send it, it'd be out already. They said that all through January, all through November, all through everything, as soon as they took office, they stopped saying it. You never heard anything again until day 55 when they sent out 1400 Then all of a sudden they said, It's going to supplement the $600 that came in December with another 1400 for $2,000. There were $600 payments, as you know, in the $900 billion package that passed in December. This is $1,400. Together, that's $2,000. Okay. 
So promise number one, he promised you $2,000. Well, he basically tried to buy your votes for $2,000. Showed up 55 days late with 600 bucks short, and they acted like it was us who misunderstood. Because it was always the 1400 on top of the 600 Donald already gave you in December. And we were the dumb ones for misunderstanding. Come on. Oh, and then his next big lie. I got this. I have a plan. I will stop this disease. I will shut down COVID, not this economy. We need a president who's going to bring us together, not pull us apart. I'll put in place a plan to deal with this pandemic responsibly. I've already done it. And bring this country together around testing, tracing, and masking. And we shouldn't be politicizing the race for a vaccine either. We should be planning its safe and equitable and free distribution. Providing the funding for PPE, the mask, and everything we need to protect ourselves. Setting the national standard for schools and businesses to reopen. I'm not going to shut down the country, but I'm going to shut down the virus. What do you say? We need a president who will bring this country together. He'll put a plan together to deal with this pandemic responsibly. (laughs) And then the good part, a plan based around testing and tracing. (laughs) Now we stand in line for four hours to get a test. Well, he did make tracing pretty easy because you probably caught it or gave it to all the people you were standing in line with for four hours waiting for your test. And talk about the pot calling the kettle black. Uh, we shouldn't be politicizing the vaccine that only a few short months ago he was calling poison and said he wouldn't get it because if the vaccine was good at that time, he may not have gotten elected. <laughs> How about setting a national standard for PPE, protective equipment, and schools and businesses opening and closing? How standardized is that? It's the Wild West from school district to school district. They do whatever the hell they want. There's a thousand different standards for each of the 50 states on who wears masks, who needs vaccination, who this, who that. I mean, he talks a great game. You know, he can rally up. He gets the crowd honking and beeping well because he lies his friggin' ass off. So it's easy to get people worked up. Just tell them what they want to hear. Uh, I mean, he just, he promises the world, the moon, the stars, and he knows when he says it, he's not even going to deliver an empty goldfish bowl. I mean, he's conducted himself like this for years. And then, and then remember, before the election, how he criticized Trump. Trump. <laughs> Maybe that's a Freudian slip. No, I don't think Trump is a chump. But remember how he criticized Trump, pumped out his chest, talked a great game? 220,000 Americans dead. If you hear nothing else I say tonight, hear this. Anyone who's responsible for not taking control, in fact, not saying I'm, I take no responsibility initially. Anyone who's responsible for that many deaths should not remain as president of the United States of America. We're in a situation where there are a thousand deaths a day now, a thousand deaths a day, and there are over 70,000 new cases per day. And we're in a circumstance where the president thus far and still has no plan, no comprehensive plan. What I would do is make sure we have everyone encouraged to wear a mask all the time. I would make sure we move in the direction of rapid testing, investing in rapid testing. I would make sure that we set up national standards as to how to open up schools and open up businesses so they can be safe and give them the wherewithal, the financial resources to be able to do that. And so, folks, I will take care of this. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. 
Now I'm quoting him. 220,000 Americans dead. If you hear nothing else I say tonight, hear this. Anyone who is responsible for not taking control, anyone who is responsible for that many deaths should not remain president of the United States of America. Then he quoted 1,000 deaths a day, which was a lie because he always lies. It was only 700 a day at that time. Uh, and more than 70 new cases a day. It was actually close to 80,000. So, But guess what, J.O.? I got this. I promise to stop COVID. More than 400,000 Americans dead on your hands, Joe. 2,756 COVID deaths and 860,000 new COVID cases in the United States yesterday, January 12th, Joe. I wish you would hear this. You ain't got this, Joe. You're failing and failing miserably. The worst and most offensive of his bullshit promises to me, though, was his promise to hunt down the ISIS members that killed those 13 heroes in Afghanistan. The American lives he lost with that ill-advised and poorly executed withdrawal. And it was an international embarrassment is what it was. And, and we still haven't recovered from it. And uh, he still ain't done shit about those guys. Won't even answer any questions in regards to Afghanistan. But on TV at the time with his chest pumped out, the fucking tough guy said this. To those who carried out this attack, as well as anyone who wishes America harm, know this. We will not forgive. We will not forget. We will hunt you down and make you pay. To those who carried out this attack, as well as anyone who wishes America harm, know this. We will not forgive. We will not forget. We will hunt you down and make you pay. Yep, I played it twice because I want you to hear that fervor and that tone and that tough, no-nonsense promise. And he's done nothing. No plans, no nothing. Won't answer any questions about it. P.S., by the way, there's still more than a 1,000 Americans left behind that he won't even address. There's Private citizens and ex-military have been evacuating these people with zero assistance from this tough guy. This, uh, don't let me go. But uh, finally... Uh, there's an intelligence report has been released that declared, declassified, released, whatever, confirming Prince Mohammed bin Salman uh, approved the assassination of the Washington Post journalist, uh, that Jamal Kasagi. Um, as a tough guy, I'm better than candidate Trump. This is what Jerkoff had to say. President Trump has not punished senior Saudi leaders. Would you? Yes, I would make it very clear. We were not going to, in fact, sell more weapons to them. We were going to, in fact, make them pay the price and make them, in fact, the pariah that they are. They have to be held accountable. As president, no travel bans, no assets frozen, zero criminal charges, no sanctions, no public announcing about the truth or the prince's involvement. Demand over promises and under delivers or was just flat out lying from the start. Remember how we repeated and enthusiastically endorsed the call. This is funny. That caller uh, with the Let's Go Brandon chant on Christmas Eve. And then he endorses it with a big smile and full of, you know, joy with, I agree. And to me, that there reveals so much more about that man 
Everyone over 14 years old in the United States of America knows that let's go Brandon means fuck you, Joe Biden. But this clueless dope, because he has such little control of his faculties, didn't even realize what was being said at the time. He was confused, but he has no idea what the guy is saying. The guy's telling him to go fuck himself, and he repeats it. And he enthusiastically endorses it with a hearty I agree, because that's what he thought the man wanted to hear at the time. And that's what he does. He says whatever he thinks whoever's listening wants to hear, regardless of if he means it or if he even knows what it is he's saying. But anyway, this, this lying, feckless, abhorrent man who uh, it, it, it pains me that I say these things about the president of the United States. It really does. I hate that he has made me someone who curses the president of the United States of America. But I can't justify not doing it. He's just that horrible. He really is. And then after all these empty promises and after all this BS, COVID is a crisis. The southern border is a crisis. He's got more kids in what he called cages when Trump had people in him than Trump ever had. Inflation is the worst in 40 years, and it's getting worse. He came out and said today... Thursday, maybe by fourth quarter 2023, it'll start coming back. Hopefully, we're not paying $10, $15 for a loaf of bread by then. The crime and murder are at historic highs in every major U.S. city. Gas, oil, what a joke all that is. And our uh, worldwide reputation is trash, thanks to him. Nobody trusts us. Nobody believes us. Z, Putin, and Kim don't respect us at all. Uh... But, you know, he just keeps unifying everyone by distracting them with stories of insurrection and domestic terrorism by armed, violent crowds at the Capitol building. By the way, they are all criminal offenses uh, that, he's labeled, that he listed and describes it as. And guess what, liar? No firearms charges. No one charged with insurrection. Nobody charged with sedition. Zero charges of terrorism. Most people were basically uh, charged with trespassing, which is what happens when you protest. Uri tells you the fairest and most free elections in the world for the last 200 years are racist and suppressive. This, by the way, only 14 months removed from the largest voter turnout in U.S. history in the 2020 presidential election. You got to pay attention to everything and you got to fact check everything, guys. It's a horrible lying time and you got snowed and put in this feckless abhorrent man in our white house till next week my microphone is off and meatballs is out